going on guys welcome back to another episode of the risk podcast this is episode 15 on this episode we're gonna go deep deep into the mind of someone who is probably one of the uh top entrepreneurs who i know and uh overall a, a great great person as well which is which is why uh, i asked him to join us so i'm joining today from uh with aleem from ace car hires uh but i think uh aces is, is just one of many many different things that uh, you're up to so what's going on bryden not bad how are you all good man all good That's just um cracking on in uh in coronavirus lockdown um and uh, i think one of the one of the (laughs) one of the reasons why i was like you know what i need to uh to reach out to aleem was because i think it was like the fourth day or the fifth day or something like that of um the lockdown and uh, you put up a story and 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 what i'll say because i know that if if i say this there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna start hating on you for for putting this up but you don't generally you don't generally tend to put up a lot so when when i did see i was uh I was a bit surprised that, you know, whoa, like big figures. But I think it was the first four or five days of uh, the lockdown and you put up a screenshot that you'd made over, I think, 150K. Uh, yeah, yeah. those first few days. And um, you know what? It's It was one of those things where, I you know, I know many people that, that sell online. I know many people that have yeah. businesses and stuff. But I think what, what really, really kind of inspired me about that post that you did was... Um, the fact that it was so evident that in a time like this, you know, in recessions or, or you know, you know, this is obviously like completely different scenario. But in times like recessions or, or hard, hard times like this, there's always going to be winners and there's always going to be losers. Now, the yeah. winners don't necessarily win by making others lose, but it's just no. the way that the world works. And, yeah, yeah. and I think, um, you know, with what you're doing as well, it was almost like the perfect industry the perfect products to sell at a time like this so that was just a bit bit of an intro uh for for you and uh, and we'll get deep into that but um yeah just just uh just want to start off by um by just finding out a bit more about yourself bro uh you and i obviously met um during the uh the charity boxing event uh, about six or seven months ago there's a few mutual friends and then uh you know we, we we spent a few uh evenings together having dinner and shisha and stuff like that which was cool yeah um and uh and yeah so one of the things i realized was there was people who were coming like i remember there's one time when we were sitting there in the hotel in the lobby and yeah. uh you had like adam sitting you know i think me you and adam were sitting there talking about yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were yeah. people that were coming up to you and were like yo are you ace <laughs> like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? and then they would turn to adam and they were like oh oh shit adam Saleh. Yeah, yeah. oh okay what's good but they came over to see you and yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know I was really surprised because I was like, wow, this guy's got his own following, he's got his own fan base, and I remember people telling you like, you know, when are you putting new new videos out, etc. So, yeah. you know, for me, I just wanted to to find out a bit more about who you are and and uh, you know, you know what we can kind of basically learn from you and your journey. So, I want to start at the top, Aline. Uh, yeah. where, where are you from? Where were you born? All that good stuff. Okay, well, I'm based obviously in Manchester in. Uh, in a not very nice area, Salford, oh, uh, yeah. not too far from the Travis Centre. I was born, family's all here, mum's from here, um, obviously Pakistani by origin. But yeah, it's it's a nice mixed community, a Muslim community, obviously mixed with some um, English, but it's nice. It, it's home, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Manchester's one of them now as well. It's quite an upcoming city now. So for what we do or what I do, it's a nice lifestyle pace, these work as well. 
for me, London's always been, I don't know, like, too quick. Everyone's busy for no reason, isn't it? Everyone's too busy. Yeah. That's the thing. And every time I come to London, you ask somebody, oh, uh, where's this tube stop? Straight past you. <laughs> I think on the right-hand side, you know? And And for me, it's like, there's no point in earning the money if you can't chill with friends and... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just have that slow pace. But yeah, I'm from Manchester. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Nice, man. You know, it's it's interesting because I've only come to that realization recently, actually, that, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I've been raised down here close to London my whole life. And, you know, you think that London is the center of the world. And, and to a certain extent, you know, obviously a lot of money passes through London and, and stuff like that. But you're 100% right, man. Like when you look at the economics of it, if you're earning like a 60, 70 grand a year salary, as an example, you know, yeah. five grand of that is uh, is going on uh, just your commute. Then you're spending about three hours a day getting in and out of London, back back into her. You know, there's no point. There's no point. You know what By I mean? Come home. It's just time to go sleep. Hundred percent, man. And that's why everyone's busy because everyone's just too tired. They're not doing nothing. Yeah. They're just too tired. It's but too, yeah, they're just tired, and that's the thing. That's why they don't have that energy in them to say, "Yeah, hey, you know what? There's the directions to this." It's, they're just too tired. Yeah, uh, it's what it is. It's the hustle of the city, isn't it? London's obviously home to a lot of headquarters around the world, so yeah. I understand it. it. You know, it is what it is. Hundred percent, man. But um, but no, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Up north is a different pace of life, and I suppose for like you said, uh, with what you're doing, you've got the best of both worlds. And this is the this is the joy of the internet is that you know if you're 100%. the internet is not only in London. You know what I mean? It's no, whatever everywhere. you are. That's the thing because. The, the, if I was to have a warehouse, for example, in London, it's going to cost me 10 times the amount yeah. when I can just ship to London for £5 next day delivery when mm. it, it just makes sense being here where we are, uh, mixed in with the cars that I do. And obviously my family's based here because I'm quite family orientated and I've got my cousins, my uncles, everyone's quite close by and that's nice to be able to walk. I can mm. walk from home from my office, from home to my friends, home to my, to my grandma's, anywhere. So it's yeah, nice to yeah. have... So um, tell me, tell me about growing up in Salford, because you know I've met you at a point in your life where you're very well established. You know yeah. you are building your own business, and you know it's already at a point where you know it's a very enviable stage of of most businesses. Most of your competitors must absolutely hate you because of you know the the size and the scale of of your operations and what you're doing, but. Yeah. You know, what, what was it like growing in Salford, you know, when you were growing up, you know, what, what were your parents doing? Were, were they entrepreneurs? Were they business people? Uh, you know, the, the, the family and the friends around you. And really, the reason I'm asking this question is just to paint a bit of a picture to the environment in which you grew up in, the mindset of the people around you and whether that influenced you in any way or it put a chip on your shoulder and then motivated you that way. Yeah, well, to be fair, we've Friends-wise, I've had the same circle, probably eight or ten of us since children, basically. We all grew up together. We're all always that group of, you know, last minute doing anything, up for anything. And when it came to work, to be fair, it was just my friends were doing you know, like paper rounds back in the day. Do you know when you're like 14, 15 doing your, your paper rounds and stuff? But um i had a good friend um we all did everything that we did together um my dad my mum doesn't didn't really work back then um she did some when i was obviously born in the beginning she had you know double shifts and my dad was working double shifts he came over from pakistan my mum was already um mm -hmm. born here he started working in a restaurant um eventually after a few years and stuff he opened his own um oh, nice. and then from there he started 
what it is, my uncle used to work for a factory, a computer factory back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was always, you know how it is, you go, I don't know if you are, but I always used to go to my grandma's house every weekend and just yeah, stay yeah. with my cousins. And he used to come back and he used to teach us about, you know, like laptops and computers. And he had like a repair center. And right. out, of, out of my cousins and stuff, one of my cousins was into the networking side. Mm-hmm. The other two just completely different. And then I was into the sales, like mm-hmm. from, from probably year seven is when I first started my working with him, like just for free, just going and getting, uh, you know, a free chicken burger and chips for yeah, a, yeah, yeah. In a computer market, but for me, that's how it started. So in Salford, it is a it was a rough area, quite racist back in the day. It there wasn't much opportunity for anyone then. It was just mm-hmm. takeaways, restaurants, taxi, and we could only play a few streets away from home because it was a very small uh, Muslim community back in the day. Um, completely changed now since the council have started getting a lot of the. Um, you know, people that are messing about out of the area, more people have moved in that are more connected with media and stuff like that. But when I first started, I was probably 15, 16, and I just got the love for selling stuff. Mm. You know, I just went to the computer market and I didn't know anything back in the day. But when my uncle used to sell laptops, I came and said to him, you know, why don't we put a movie on there to show mm. him they can watch movies and then on another screen I'd put up Facebook to say, look, you can do Facebook in your work. Mm-hmm. And that was my job then anyway, I was just helping them out. But it it and then I just got into it from there, to be fair. At that at that point when you were when you were kind of just, just doing it for almost almost just I mean to help out. Yeah, I can't. I, I mean I know exactly we cause because my dad had a had a shop, for example, and I I'd go there on weekends and stuff and it was just I just found it to be fun and and like you said like you know actually selling at a young age it's a weird thing because you've got people who are like 40 50 years old and yeah, you yeah. know you're, you're you're having a negotiation with them a bit of banter exactly. with them you know yeah. what I mean and uh it gives you amazing life skills you know when you were when you were doing that did you have aspirations of I want to be an entrepreneur I want to be a business owner I want to be a millionaire you know I want to have a life like this or were you just like I'm just doing this and we'll see how it goes and I'll have my own little shop maybe back then cuz even Joe when I started school in probably year 7 around about the same time in high school me and my mate a guy called Fozy we started um, we, I've always had a mind to kind of make something like I don't want to just go to school me and him decided <laughs> we'll start going to home bargain in the morning I'd save up my dinner money, he'd sell his dinner ticket, and we'd put like three pounds or something towards buying, um, there was this chewing gum back in the day, and it was like 20p for a packet, and we used to sell them for a pound. Okay. And I promise you, by the time we walked into the school gates, it was sold out. And (laughs) I think from then, every single day, we'd put that money back in, put that money back in, and we're selling sweets for a long time. And I think from there, I've always been into like, having some money, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Some, like doing something. And then when my, obviously I knew my uncle was selling stuff. I went to him and says, you know, can you give me some like MP3 players or, mm-hmm. cause I remember, do you remember back in the day, the small little, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I used to get them for about 10 pound and sell them for 20 pound or something in school. Right, yeah, I yeah. sell a few, like one or two, you know, yeah, to yeah. the guys at like year 10 or 11. And from then I didn't decide that, I want to do this for the rest of my life, but 
I knew I liked doing it, if that okay. makes sense. I liked going home, yeah. going to my I used to go to my grand's and he used to have all the stuff in his garage. I used to just take it. And then <laughs> I remember one day, and I was talking to this, one day he came to my house and he looked under my bed and I have loads of MP3 players <laughs> and toasters and everything. Um, but yeah, that, that is where it kind of started for me because I saw my uncle, my dad was in the takeaway side then and my uncle was in the IT side and I just thought he was kind of actually teaching me like um, a lot about laptops in general, like uh, softwares. I don't know, have you heard of Acronis? No. It's like a software where... A, a common problem a lot of people forgot their passwords so you can just put a cd in mm-hmm. next acronis and it removes the password ah, okay i used to do that for him um back in year seven or eight and you know eventually i started to like because i was learning something and i liked mm-hmm. it then i was thinking you know what i think i could do something like this and then my dad also started to get into the computer business as well yeah uh, and he did his own side of stuff so he kind of got some computers from my uncle um, and then they would ship them um, to, 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 to abroad, for example. And from then, I kind of got into the idea of business. So I wasn't the best in school, to be honest. Um, I was in that low class, you know, like <laughs> the naughty class. Yeah. And yeah, I was not good at maths. I was I was not good at anything in school yeah, apart yeah, from yeah. Um <laughs> And then I left um, high school. Um, yeah. I went to college for the sake of going to college, like because you're a brown boy. Yeah, yeah. no, not even that. Just my friends. My friends were going oh, to college. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to college to chill with my friends because it's yeah, like school yeah. a few days a week. <laughs> and at the time of then, I was into music because that guy yeah. who I told you, Fozzy earlier, he yeah, was yeah. a singer, and okay. I was that guy where. If you want something doing, you just come to me. And he was like, listen, I'm sure you can learn how to record music. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, sorted. I went on YouTube, watched some videos. <laughs> and then I start, I bought some equipment and I started recording music for him. Okay. Some people started finding out and I decided to open a small studio in my house. No and way. I charged people like £2.50 an hour to come. No, that's wicked. And and that was good. I mean, I dropped yeah. out of college and I joined a music school. Okay. Um, I was really into setting up my own thing because I learned quite a lot of stuff working with him. Mm-hmm. And then I actually got a basement um, that was basically an a, my uncle who did the laptops. He moved out of where he was in the garage. It's like mm-hmm. an underground basement, small. And I decided, me and all my friends, we spent a full summer clearing the place out and we just set up a little recording studio oh sweet called it underground studios and i did that for two to three years um and that is where i kind of got in the business market for spending my own money making my own money right and and artists so back in the day um i don't know you might not know him but it was like um shoddy horror and you know uh, gecko yeah those those guys come to my studio back in the day um nafis um sahara mm-hmm. uh, quite a lot of people and i got to get into that i was only 17 bear in mind at the time and yeah, yeah. Were like 30, 20 30 years old um and they were like look you've got that mindset on you to to do a lot mm. and that's where it kind of started for me from 
year seven to year 10. Mm, right, okay. Going from selling few little sweets and that to opening an actual business. Mm. And that is where it begun, basically. You know, it, it's so interesting. The mark of, of so many entrepreneurs that I know is they all started on the you know in the playground. Like even myself, I don't know if you ever saw those like they were like Spider Man candy sticks. I don't know if you ever remember yeah. those. So but yeah, yeah. There was like generic candy sticks for, I used to get those and I used yeah. to shop those yeah. off. And uh and then again like going into like secondary school, I used to sell those laser pens, I used to get them for Pakistan for like yeah, yeah. a couple of pennies, sell them for fiver. And I think it's one of those things where um, you know, as you were talking, I kind of realized that re- realized this that you know people can learn entrepreneurship but entrepreneurship is kind of born with many people and you know like yourself you were saying you know you're doing all these different things as you were going through the years um it's almost like the different levels of your yeah. of where you're at and what you're selling so when you're a kid you're you know what's the biggest commodity is sweets so i'm gonna yeah. get sweets i'm gonna sell it you know what i mean and okay cool. what you've got end of the day yeah i can't go start selling cars when i'm in year seven um but you know yeah. But like you says about it's it grows in some people. For example, you've got everyone in year seven. Let's say you've got a hundred kids. There's no no one in my mind or my dad or mum or uncle telling me, "Hey, you need to go buy sweets and start selling them." Yeah, it's got, yeah. A, got a click within. And some yeah. people from year seven, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. Yeah, I want to yeah. an accountant. I want to do French. I want to travel. For me. I was just focused on these sweets and selling them like yeah, yeah. at that time. And I, 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 I liked because I saw my dad also come from back home and he came, didn't know English. And he kind of grafted, even if it's just a takeaway back in the day, but he went yeah. from nothing to something. Um, I kind of took after him a lot of my, because I always saw him doing something like working at night in the takeaway, coming back yeah. early morning and seeing my uncle doing his own thing. I was brought around a family that they were also wanting to. So he didn't know he wasn't good at English and maths. Mm-hmm. My uncle was English at maths. They all tried to make something for themselves. And I think I took a bit from my uncle, a bit from my dad. And I was brought around that. Don't just sit down and be lazy sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, make something for yourself and i've always yeah. known I'd, I'd do something but i never knew what i still don't know what where i'm gonna end up do you know what i mean yeah yeah that's really interesting that that you say that actually because and, and obviously we'll, we'll get to the you know what, what you're currently up to and, and the business that you're running at the moment but you know that's a that's a you know, very very well established business to the point where you know you're almost uh quite an integral part of a lot of people's supply chain you know what i mean so you know the fact that you feel that still you don't know where you're, you're going to kind of go in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years yeah. uh, is really interesting because a lot of people would see where you're at right now as the be all and end all. You know, that's yeah. that's the dream. Uh, you know, that's where they'll end up when they're 40 or 50 years old. You've achieved it quite young and you still have that mindset of, OK, what's next? You know, what, what are we going to keep doing? Um you, you mentioned as well, um, and we'll get into more detail about this topic, but it, it's something which um, is uh, is of great interest to me at the moment, which is spending money to making money, uh, spending money to make money, and yeah, that yeah. type of financial education. So when you were kind of putting money into these smaller ventures, these smaller businesses, what stopped you from spending that money on, you know, 
whatever clothes or you know sweets or toys or games or what whatever why did you why and what made you realize that if i take this money and i buy more inventory then i can sell more it sounds simple but that's quite it's it's always been in me from young you know nothing actually told nothing actually told me like you know save your money and get this just Mm. back then it was just like it's just like common sense I don't know, like, <laughs> it's weird, it's, because obviously, imagine, you've just sold, you've just sold five sweets that you bought for 20p for a pound, mm. why take that money and buy a Game Boy, mm. when I can just do the same thing tomorrow, and buy the Game Boy, and have the same money I had on <laughs> Do you know what I mean, like, and, and for me, same thing, do you know when I started the recording studio, I actually didn't have any money then, um, so... I actually just went and got a £3,000 loan and I kind of worked it out that, okay, £3,000 over three years, this much a month, um, I need to do this many hours a month. I think I can do this many hours a month. And if I can't, I was still working for my uncle and stuff, um, just making my normal, you know, £1,000 a month or whatever it was then. That would cover it if necessary. Listen, I'm... I, I need something to do. So I used to work there nine till five doing the computer sales for them. And then I used to finish at half five and start at six till a half 11 at night doing the studio. Mm. And I knew if I make zero money that month, I'll just take it from my wages. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to, I just never had that thing where, all right, you know what? I'll use my wages and I'll just go buy, you know, this or buy that. I just thought I want to, mm. I remember from young years, I always remember that I want to work as hard as I can now. So later on, I do want to stop working. I know Mm -hmm. that fact. if it's next year or if it's in five years, my goal was to not have a business that makes lots of money, but to have a business that I can have time to spend with a family that I eventually want to have, you know, Mm because my dad um, and Alhamdulillah, he's done well. um, But, for the part of 20-something years, he's hardly been at home because yeah. he been for us, for me, for my mom, for my sister. And there's nothing wrong with that because he had no choice to do that. But I yeah. feel like if I can set my own path, I'll try to aim towards work now, have the recording studio, sell the suite, sell the laptops from mm-hmm. young and just slowly, hopefully... I can work a little bit less in the future, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and again, something as, as you were talking, uh, it made me realize something about um, not only yourself, but most people um, with a similar mindset to you, which is, you know, uh, a great level of um, respect and admiration for your parents and the work that they put in. But I think it's it's quite fair to say that people of our generation who who do have this mindset would look at that work and be like, I don't want to work that hard. You know what I mean? I don't want to work that hard for that remuneration for that reward. I want to work less and I want to make 10 times as much more. And the internet, you know, for me, the way that I look at the the internet is the same way that I would look at, and this is, this might be a bit uh, eccentric, but the same way that I look at most other inventions like the wheel for example the wheel was created to make life easier for people to move from a to b so in yeah. the sim- so in a similar similar way 
the internet was created to help people communicate and therefore have you know the macbook itself steve jobs he created the 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 the, the macbook or you know the the, the macintosh at the time yeah. in order for people to have an office at home and not need to go out you know so so the world has been evolving as we're growing up leading to this point and uh, you already had that mindset of okay cool i want to work hard i don't mind working hard but i want to have flexibility and i want it to be at you know a level where if needs be i can cut it off and you know i'll be good for you know the next 50 years next 100 years because of the investments that you've also then been able to to get into um so so you had the recording studio you had that for a couple of years so so now you're around about 20 i'm guessing by the time that the recording studio is coming to an end um, 20 yeah so this is also so you mentioned you dropped out of college um and uh, obviously i'm guessing that you know based on that you didn't go to university either was that was that um was was there any pressure on you to go to university or were you already generating enough money for yourselves for for other people to kind of have that trust in you that even if he doesn't go uni we know that he'll make it in whatever he does to be honest i think I think obviously my family and that knew from young that I wasn't the best at school. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they knew and they knew that they've never pressured me to be fair to say, go to uni, go to college as cause they've known I've always done something. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So even if I've never had my own business, mm. um, I've gone to the takeaway and just sat in the car to, while they do deliveries, they've always made sure that I understand that there's work in the office, there's work mm. to be done at home, even if it's just cleaning and hoovering. I'm always, do you know what I mean? You have to do something. And I think when I told them that, you know, college, because when I had the studio, I was in college, you see. But right. when I was to do my college work, I was reading about microphones and right, okay. <laughs> mixed desks. And I didn't care. Like I said, I knew, I knew for sure that I was studying um, media I only went to college. I did the media course so I could learn how to film. So I could film, <laughs> so I could film a promo video for the studio. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. My mates are in college. I need to do something. Um, but I wasn't making enough money then, definitely not to, to not go to university. But I knew that what I need to do in life, I don't need to go uni for. Right. Okay. I would do that because I don't need to be a doctor. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be an accountant. Them sort of things, you do need to have a specific amount yeah. of knowledge in order to get... You can't... Even if you've got a billion pounds, you can't just go and become a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have the license and the certificates, which you have to get from uni. Even if it's a private uni, then it's different. But left college, a new uni wasn't for me. I started the recording studio full when I left um, college. Mm. I did do uh, a music school. Do you like a... Like they teach you about microphones and all that, and I was right, into that. Okay, okay. I into that and I was good at that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I met a few friends from there as well, um, and that's when I decided. When I saw all these, you know, I was working with equipment that was half a million pounds, mm. and I was the youngest in the class. Everyone was around about thirty to forty years old. Wow! Uh, because it was like a niche thing then. It was called audio engineering. Um, right. So okay. I passed the certificate to teach Pro Tools, which is a software which yeah, yeah. 
the the pass rate on Pro Tools is like 95%, meaning you have to get 95% right. of the answers correct. So not many people pass it. Um, and yeah, I was just into that. I left that. I was doing Did you that. Pass that? Did you, you pass Pro yeah, Tools? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because you know, at school, you weren't getting the best grades. No. But when you had something that you're passionate about and you're interested in, then you're able to get, you know, all intents and purposes, yeah. almost perfect mark. Near enough perfect mark because like, there's only a very low amount of people that pass that. They've made mm -hmm. that course so hard that that's nothing to do with the course itself. It's a separate edition. So that means that, for example, let's say Sony are making a movie now and mm -hmm. they need a Pro Tools instructor. I'm on the Pro Tools instructor's website right, okay. that they can just pick from. That's pretty sick. So, so what, what was your next venture? Where did you kind of take yourself after the uh, recording studio? Studio, and I was happy with the studio, and it came to the point that I was still in the basement, and I did make it really nice. I went from mm. the £5 an hour all the way to uh, £25, £30 an hour. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt that it was my, my time was up. Like, I'm, I don't fall in love with the business. Mm. That's the thing. You fall in love with what you do. Meaning if you, ne next year I might be selling coconuts. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I just knew my time was up. Like, it wasn't like the business wasn't making money because the business yeah, yeah. was making money. But I just knew that it was time for me to move into something else. So I sold that business. Uh, when I was doing the studio, I had a mistake. You sold the business? Yeah, yeah. So I just got rid of it, basically. Just sold okay. the stuff on to another uh, engineer. Okay, fine. Liquidated and, it, basically, yeah. Yeah, just liquidated it. Um, yeah, yeah. Didn't know anything then about selling a business. So <laughs> I was going to say, bro, 20 years old, selling your first business. That's pretty nah, deep. Nah, I just got rich. <laughs> it didn't even come to mind. And I had customers and I had everything. It didn't yeah, come to yeah. Nobody teaches you this stuff, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So Yeah, absolutely. I did, I did that. And at the time, though, I had an all right car. I had, like, um, a Mercedes C-Class. Mm -hmm. And I you know, a few a guy that I knew through a friend was hiring cars out at the time, and I thought, I don't know, I liked cars, and a few of the rappers in the studio wanted to use my car for like music videos or stuff. I was just doing it for free, and then I started saying like, give me fifty pounds, hundred pounds, and then even my friends were hiring cars through friends for weddings, and I thought, you know what, maybe that's the next thing I could do, and I decided to go using my own car to just start renting it out right um when i um started aces mm -hmm. um, and you know that was self-drive hire back in the day so that was just one car um and just getting it out there and then eventually it started to grow because because i had my own business from young when i was doing the studio i learned about marketing search engine optimization i'm one of those people that i'll search how to get my business booming or how to make mm. money. And I found out the, the words that people were using. And I'm one of them that I have to learn what that is. So if I'm going to pay you to design mm -hmm. a logo for me, I need to learn how to design a logo so I know if you've done a good enough job. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Um, and I learned a lot about SEO, Google Ads, um, Facebook marketing. Um, and that's when I thought, you know what? I could do the cars. I know I can get the market. Everyone was a lot older than me. And I, I was 21 when I started the cars. And I knew that I had friends of friends of friends. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Um, and that started just to take off. Year one was just, just crazy. And once the good thing with cars is 
the CLA got so busy that I thought, all right, I'll just go to BMW. I'll put, you know, five grand down on a car and my customers will pay the monthly. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing. I took the money from my business and what I was making and put it in. I just started building. That's pretty sick, man. I, w- I want to ask you, um, not necessarily where your mind was at at that point, but actually, you know, with the experiences that you have now, based on, on, on something that you said, you know, you, you had the confidence to, to just, just go for it. Um, a lot of people don't have confidence that, you know, in, in putting money behind their business, putting money into their business for things like marketing, etc. Do you think that that's because they have, you know, doubt over themselves and their business or, you know, is, is that um, a rational fear? And the other question I wanted to ask, which is a bit more, you know, you know, like the secret and law of attraction, stuff like that, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that in, in the same way, but I do understand that having a particular mindset will cause you to do certain actions and say certain things, which will then lead to certain results. But, at, you know, from your perspective, if there's people watching this who are thinking, you know, I just want to, I want to, I want to start something. I want to start my own business, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. What, yeah, what's, but- your advice, what's your advice to those people? Start it. What are you gonna lose? What money comes money comes and goes. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's one grand or five grand. For example, obviously I understand the people that let's say they have a family, they have kids, they have a wife, and they're the only money earner for the thing. But it's not hard to save up money. Um if you believe in your business, then mm. you have to put money down. Otherwise, why is an investor gonna put it down? But if somebody's sitting at home now thinking, you know. I've got these designs. I want to start selling clothes online, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I should. The thing is, you're going to live 30 years, 40 years, 50 years of your life thinking, well, if I did, I might have been somewhere else. But let's say the investment's 1000 or 5000 Just do it. If you lose, then you know you can carry on working a nine-to-five that yeah. I tried. But... If you don't try, you'll never get there. That's the thing. And I've never had that in my mind. That's it. So if I believe, you have to analyze. That's the main thing. you got to analyze the business, analyze the market. And the thing is, you don't learn until you try. Mm. And there's going to be people out there that are going to tell you there's too much competition. There's, there's competitors. There's, there's this, there's that. You can't do it. You've never done it. But the thing is, neither have they. Yeah. Those people that do it, are the small percent that make it guaranteed. The people that will say, you know what, today I'm going to start this business are the ones that in five years come out of that hole. But the ones that say, you know, I don't know, or it's too much risk, it's too much this, then they're not, you have to risk it to, to, in order to get there. Yeah. There's a, there's a saying um, that the uh, that the ancient uh, wise men used to say, which is no risk no risk so i think that that's uh that's a very wise thing to say um you know th- it's interesting i've got a friend who uh he's he's 20 he's probably watching this right now um and you know mashallah he's he's killing it like you know very very successful with his business he's got um his own software that he he sells and, and he's doing very very well with it um and uh we were having a a discussion in in, in one of our whatsapp groups and uh 
we were talking about you know things like crypto and stocks and and this that and the other and uh, he he put it quite simply and and he and he said something so profound but so simple he said the best investment of the last decade was in your own business yeah you know what i mean whether yeah. that was your time or your money the, the best investment was in your own business cuz 10 years is a long time to build a business and find your audience and find your niche and find your customer base so yeah i i completely agree with uh, with with what you're saying and and so um you started off with the uh the 1c class um and then that grew and then you got a beamer um at what point did you start hiring at what point did you start needing to to bring people on underneath you well i'll be honest with you back then I didn't bring anybody on because I had I have a good a good friend circle. Do you okay. know what I mean? Everyone's always been there to help out. No one's ever asked for money. If mm. they ask for stuff, I don't ask for money. If if they help me out, it's like that. And a lot of them were helping. They they've okay. come, and you know I laid out the business that I wouldn't need because I knew that I couldn't afford it at the time to pay someone underneath me to to do it when I can do it. I just thought in the beginning, I need to do as much as I can. So I yeah. learn the business um, and save as much as I can so I can keep the business growing. Um, if I needed that extra help, I'd ask for friends. If you can, you know, can you come out at night and help me collect this right. vehicle? Um, you know, can I sort you out? I'm going on holiday. Can you just look after it? Um, you know? Yeah, but yeah. The main, the main thing is just slowly growing. But like to the point you were saying earlier about people at home that um, – have ideas and businesses. You have to have the mindset that you are going to make it. Like that's that's it. The, you are going to because this this idea is coming in your head. It must have been good enough for it to come in your head. You don't need anyone else's opinion. You no one no one's there to help you. I'll be honest with you. Nobody, no matter what you say, is going to help you succeed. It has to be you and only mm. you. Um. Take opinions on people, but when it's your life decision, you need to decide that, you know what? Am I going to sit on this idea on a USB pen drive and just think and think and think? Or is there a clever way I could trial the business without spending the money then? Because if people's, if people's main fear is, you know, I've got 10 grand in my savings, but that's my savings. I've mm -hmm. got a family, I've got kids. And let's say they want to start a closed business. Then why can't they do drop shipping? Why mm. can't they sell the product, get the money from the customer, and then ship the product? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. There's always around every business, but the ones that, and I don't want to sound like negative or anything, but the ones that are saying, you know, I'm unsure, I don't know if I should do it, they're not there yet. They're not confident enough in themselves that they can make it happen. Um, and they get drowned by all these superior people saying no you have to know people you need connections yeah, uh, yeah you can't do it but the truth is anybody can do it um i believe obviously i'm muslim so i believe that it's written mm. whatever you're gonna make you're gonna make so if you're if it's written for you to make five million pounds you're gonna you're make gonna, it regardless yeah you are, if it's cleaning up rubbish for the council or if it's yeah. quitting and starting your own business. So if you truly believe in that, then quit and start your business because it's going to come either way. You know, mm. everything happens for a reason. I've had points in my life that, you know, I've done stuff, I've lost money. Um, I've not gone there, but I've never sat down and thought, you know, let's just stop because I had the studio. Mm. 
it did well, but it didn't make crazy money. I closed the studio. I did a bit of photography um, for, for, not for weddings, but for like birthdays, 50 pounds, 60 pounds. That didn't do well. I've probably gone through like 10 businesses <laughs> in, in this point, but I've got that mindset that I want to do something, but I don't know what, but I know and I can't work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe in myself that I can make it happen. That makes sense. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of, um, you know, my brand, No Risk, No Risk. That's the that's really the message that that you know we're trying to get out to people is is to have tawakkul in Allah, to have that trust in Allah that He's going to provide for you from ways which we don't even realize. And regardless of whether we do something halal or haram, or we work for someone else, or we work for ourselves, what's written for us is always going to come to us, and Allah's the provider. So um, no, that that's very reassuring, and I suppose very. Um, uh, for 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 a lot of people, you know, when they go to the mosque and and they hear um, sermons and they hear these things, generally speaking, you know, the people aren't into business. You know, that's why that's why they're they're imams. You know, they're very spiritual and and I think for our generation and younger, they need to see evidence from someone. You know what I mean? They need a role model where they can point and say, all right, look, you know, Aleem, he's doing it. He believes in it. He's he said just go for it, and I shouldn't have my doubts. You know, and I'm going to go for it. So you know, I think it's it's really powerful what you said there. In terms of um, in terms of this business, then because, um, like I said, uh, when 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 we were chilling and stuff, there were people coming up to you. So so tell me tell me a bit about um, the the YouTube side of things. When when did that come into it? And that was focused on your cars as well, wasn't it? That was on the car. Yeah, well, well, obviously, I've done. To be honest, even on the YouTube, I've not showed this part of what you're about to show later. Mm-hmm. Um, People only know me through the cars and and obviously I started to do a bit of YouTube because I'm into like not necessarily eating somewhere expensive, but like I just enjoy eating out. I enjoy mm. doing um, you know, we go on holidays, if it's two hundred pound holidays or five hundred pound holidays, you know. Um we like to do golf, sports, just anything. Uh, the circle that I'm in, we we're just down for whatever it is. And you know, I thought, you know what? A lot of people at home were liking some of the Snapchats that I was doing. Um, and they always messaged me saying, oh, I'm going on a date with my wife. Could you give me a recommendation for food? Right, okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, I thought, I'm not going to open the YouTube to, to show off because I didn't show the cars. I didn't yeah, yeah. show my business. I didn't show what I am, who I am. I've not said nothing. Only thing I just started to do on the side is just be with my friends and just do the things that we do. If it's mm. travel, just show people. And, just something to watch, you know what I mean? I didn't do it to make money. I just did it because it's something I like to do. Yeah. Um, and but, but it seems like you, you, you got pretty successful with it, though, because, like I said, we were in London, and there's people coming up to you and like, yo, what's going on? Where are your videos? You know, they're still asking you to this day, like, where are your videos? Yeah, yeah, it was going, it was going well because on Instagram, I built the Instagram from foundation up. So it wasn't okay. the YouTube that made it; it was the Instagram. Right. Okay. I was always very active on Instagram. You know, people uh, okay. like people like to watch videos of expensive cars mm-hmm. or hiring, and I was always showing everything. For example, like when we're doing coronation sets or celebrity music videos, and then I decided to kind of show who I am. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. There's nobody right. who who the owner of Aces was. And then I started yeah, yeah. to page to show my normal. But then I thought, you know what? Why don't I take it to YouTube? And I was meant to take it a bit further. But to be fair, I got sidetracked with some work. 
Um, and I'm hopefully hoping, um, obviously, after the, this quarantine stuff ends, to actually um, take it to a new level, hopefully. No, that's cool. I, I think, um, you know, what, what you're saying is, is really cool as well, because it's like you're not going out of your way to do any of your recordings. It's like, you know, I want to go eat. I want to try this out. Let's record it. Let's do like a little review. Let's do a challenge. Or if we go on holiday, let's record it. So that, that's really cool. It's not it's, it's part. One of the things that actually I can I can tell from you, Alim, is I don't know if you've heard of the, the term Ikigai, um, but it's a Japanese term, which basically uh, how do I define this? It basically just means living with a purpose. Right. And everything in your life is congruent with everything else. So, for example, you know, something that would be incongruent would be, you know, as a Muslim, you're practicing Muslim, but then you're, you know, you're selling alcohol. You know what I mean? There's you'll always always go to bed at night thinking, like, should I be doing this or not? You know what I mean? And, And it seems like you're someone who you when you put your head down on the pillow, you want to put your head down on the pillow and be content and peaceful with the day that you've just had and know that everything that you've done, you put in 100 percent. It was halal. And you know you gave all your effort. That that's kind of is. is would you say that that's, that's that is yeah. That, that's the day for me. There's no such thing as oh I've not worked too hard. I've not worked too thingy. All I know is whatever time of the day it is, I'm always doing something. You know, if I'm not working, for example, some people might see an Instagram now, and let's say at two p.m. I could be cycling or something, and people will think oh you know what he's got it easy him. But they don't know at two o'clock in the morning, I'm doing business meetings with China till four in the morning, sorting stuff out. And that's the thing. A lot of people, the thing that I don't want to give the wrong message is, you know, when you see these lifestyle videos and blogs of the good stuff, there's also the work that goes behind it. It's not true that, you know, a lot of people say, okay, make 150 grand in a week from home and go on holidays all the time, but you can't do that. No. Like, you know, maybe it's some people are invested in stocks and stuff that maybe can do that, but for the majority of businesses, there's work that needs to be put in. Mm. And a lot of people that don't have businesses will get a business for that end goal. Yeah. And that's the, re- that's the reason why a lot of them fail because when they realize that, oh, wait a minute, I've not made no money this week and I've had to do loads of paperwork and I've just spent all day searching what Google Ads is. They don't see that side of a business. And mm. they just think, I want to be an entrepreneur because this guy is making good money. He's got staff and he's just sitting at home chilling. Yeah, That's the wrong reason to become an entrepreneur. To become yeah. an entrepreneur is to do something that you believe in, that you love doing. Um, and you're willing to work if it's 24 hours a day or 10 hours in the day, you know, you've got to have that faith behind it. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? It's really interesting because when you're saying that, you know, a lot of people will think, you know what, you know, is, life isn't all about working and stuff like But, you know, even with what I'm doing, like right now, we're working on the new collection. Yeah. We're working on the, the launch for that. And, you know, my this lockdown, this quarantine period for me, I haven't worked as hard as I have outside of this time you know because i don't have any excuses you know what i mean i don't even have this excuse of like oh i'm gonna go chill here i'm gonna see this person i can't go nowhere you know what i mean so the work that i'm putting in is like 10 12 13 14 hours a day but it just goes so quickly because it's all for me it's all for my brand you know which is going to pay off for me in the next 10 15 20 years time you know what i mean and and it's something that i enjoy doing as well see what you're doing now you should be able to do that all year round Mm. Because you got 24 hours in a day. 100%. Let's say nine to five, you're at Aldi. Six to eight, do your podcast. 
and eight till night, you know, and that's the thing where a lot of people miss out. So, you know, everyone's got the same 24 hours, but people will be like, right, by the time I've finished work, by the time I've played Call of Duty, yeah, yeah. it's bedtime. Yeah, yeah. Just get rid of Call of Duty for a bit. Yeah. Put something in the middle of your day because people just assume that it's nine to five. We work yeah, nine to yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't work like that, you know. If you want to, if you have a dream, like let's say you want to make these podcasts and stuff, you're willing to do the podcast at nine o'clock, ten mm. o'clock. Like you says to me today, you know, whenever you want. Mm. If you just says to me, hey, only between nine and five. Maybe I was working nine and five. It yeah, wouldn't make, exactly. make this happen. Um. So yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I want, I want to kind of um, not fast forward because there, there's definitely yeah. going to be some sort of overlap. But you know, I want to get into kind of um, the online side of things now yeah. because cool. I think that's uh, that's what's going to be of most interest to people, um, and it's what you're currently doing now. So, so, so you were running the the, the car hire business again. I can probably guess that there was something inside of you saying. Is this is this me now for the rest of my life, or do I need to do something else? So tell me about that transition. Um, actually, are you still running the Ace Cars hire, or is that yeah, you yeah. are? Okay, cool. So basically, the computers was kind of just before the cars. Mm-hmm. So in between the studio transition to things, bear in mind, right. I was working for my uncle doing computers. Yeah, yeah. During this time when I set up the cars, I slowly got into computers a bit more, but. The reason when I kind of invested in the cars two years ago was that when I was doing computers, I realized that I don't need this much what I'm doing now. The amount of hours I'm working, a few years down the line, I need to cut it down. But the comp- the business that I'm in now, like like you says, it's nighttime, it's daytime, it's this, it's that. And for me, at my point of life now, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I decided analyze the car business is the one that i'm going to put everything into later on mm-hmm. and it's something that i can leave for somebody mm-hmm. that can run it no problem you know um computers might not be someone knows numbers and this that and contacts it's, it's a hard business to be in yeah um whereas i could just say to you Riz, here's the telephone here's that you know the reception is doing their thing the drivers are doing their thing mm-hmm. just answer the phone that's it um, and that's something I know I can leave, I can build. And that is a long goal that I'm working on slowly. Um, but yeah, like you said, the online stuff, um, I started to think, you know what? I want to do something, um, you know, make use of what, what my uncle's got access to um, and try and make something online. He was only in um, a local area called Stretford mm-hmm. um, and he was just doing laptop sales local. Right. And I was like, listen, we've got online, we've got eBay, We've got Amazon, mm-hmm. um, and I decided I wanted to do that. Now, them times, I was selling, like, one laptop a day, like, five computers a week, and I started to research about eBay's algorithm, uh, marketing, and I just decided, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to build a computer brand, a computer company, um, and I went straight into that, and, you know, the cars is on the side. It's running itself. I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. don't need to do anything. Um, and this is where I thought, you know what, you know, probably three years ago, um, when I was, I'm 26 now, it's probably when I was 22, 23, I decided, right, I'm going to put a hundred percent into this and mm-hmm. I'm just going to smash it. Inshallah, hopefully. Inshallah. Yeah. So you started that about three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, like properly three years ago. Obviously I've been doing the laptops. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Put- yeah. 
Yeah, so you were kind of in the game from before, but um, three years ago is when you pivoted to, to digital then. That's when you yeah. were like, Let, let's let's sell yeah. online as, as our channel. Um, so that transition then, so you said you were selling a laptop a day, which to be honest, for, for most intents and purposes, that's still good money that, you know, most people could live, you know, full-time income off of just a laptop a day. Um, that obviously grew. Um, what What kind of rate was that growing at? You know, was it an exponential curve? Was it growing slowly and it's, it shot up this year? Well, or how, how did it grow for you? What, what I realized was if you just go and sell online, it's just going to be like this. Mm. Maybe like, you know, like that, maybe. But you have to learn. And selling online, you'd be surprised. It's got nothing to do with the product and the thing. It's to do with the algorithm or the website of what you're selling and what you're selling on and why you're selling it. Mm -hmm. So... I started to read about why am I selling one a day, but someone's selling 200 a day. What's the difference between me and what's the difference between him? And when I started digging, and I mean digging, you know, it might took me two years, obviously, to get from that point to this point. Uh, and I'm still learning, obviously. Um, and I realized that there's a lot more into selling online and, you know, details of algorithms and how eBay rates its things because if there's a thousand people selling you know this this calculator for example why yeah. me over you yeah yeah the same price and ebay's algorithm works on your sales record this return rate this feedback um and i started to learn about that and you know when i started to actually put my time into not the selling but into the research it mm -hmm. just went straight up literally just it went from you know, maybe five grand a month. And then in two in two years or yeah, in about one year to two years, it hit half a million a month um on average. And mm -hmm. that was within one to two years of me putting a hundred percent in. Um and yeah, Alhamdulillah is you know, it's still um growing. Is is that where you're at now, about half a million a month at the moment? Yeah. And is that your eBay? Is that the just the eBay business or is that the computer business as as a as a whole? Just eBay. Okay, cool. So, so in the last three years, you've gone from zero online to half a million on uh, a year. Um, my question. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Half a million a month, bro. I couldn't comprehend those numbers for a second. To half a million a month. Um, how how did that affect you personally, having that much money? Because I'm sure this is your first business that you've had, which has given you this level of of finance, right? So. How did that affect you personally in all ways, you know? You... I'll be honest with you. It's the same from when I was in year seven. Okay. All the money is back in the business. Like, <laughs> I was going to ask you if I could borrow you some money tonight. Like, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Since, since um, the growth of the company and where it's going, I've, I've, I've seen, I'm not one of those type of people that, you know, I, I need to go out and buy more than I need, for example. I'll buy what I like. If I like something, then I'll buy it because, you know, I like it, for example. But the majority of the money from the eBay and everything has gone straight back in. If if we make half a million pounds, half a million pounds goes straight back into next month. And, you know, from selling the... I was... um Obviously, I've gone from selling the computers to selling gaming products, mm -hmm. which were like refurbished computers, buying a case from somewhere, buying the graphics card from somewhere. And then this year, what I've been working on, uh, which I was meant to fly to China in March, and obviously it's good that I didn't. Um, 
But um, I've set up a factory there now so I can manufacture my own everything, basically. Wow. Um, and that's already set up. So I've got a container coming in in one week. And, and, and that this year hopefully should raise the sales by nearly double because I'll be able to sell to all my competitors mm. um, and, and undercut the, the people that they're buying the cases and the parts from, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You, you're becoming the supplier now. Yeah, yeah. That's levels. That's levels. How how did you how did you get that set up in China? Because actually, first thing is is how did you first start dealing with the Chinese? Because bro, they are a tricky, tricky bunch of people. I'm not being racist, but they are on their money. They don't. They will send you. I've I've heard of stories recently where someone bought face masks from China and they got sent cut up bras. The bra was cut in half, and you know what I mean. So, how well, did you? <laughs> well, six six grey hairs later. <laughs> Um, I promise you, that's what it is. That's what business does to you. It's not all, um, you know, sunshine. But with China, it's probably took me a good year because the thing is, you get obviously, I was meant to go down there, but I couldn't. So I had to do a lot online because I was also still at the point like, right, what do I do? Mm. Like, how do I actually manufacture? Because that's a completely different business to yeah, sell, yeah. selling someone else's product online, for example. Um, and I didn't have a clue, like, to be honest. And I just went online and I was searching. <laughs> and and you know what? I'll tell you. So the guy, do you know, you know what a gaming case is, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the case. So I buy them from a guy. Okay. And I, what I'll do is I'll search as much online to find his supplier, his factory, how mm -hmm. he does it, etc. And six months down the line, you know, people just messing you about. Oh. It's going to cost this much. And I was saying, well, I'm buying it from the UK for cheaper. So how is it going to cost me more? And, you know, yeah. some people, what they do is they're, they're like quadruple middlemen. So mm. in China, the guys that are the main people, they don't speak English. Now, what you get is you get people that study English in China and they become middlemen. And they're the ones that control how much, how much they make. But you have to right. come from them and find the factory. But mm -hmm. the factory don't talk to you. Unless you're Chinese, <laughs> unless you're there and you can speak to him, because you can't just go get a hold of someone's boss. Like, it's yeah, just yeah. Um, and I managed to do a lot of research and, and stuff like that. And I managed to find a contact over there. And I said to him, Look, he's just a worker, this guy. Mm. He's literally just a worker. He probably earns like a thousand pounds a month, 500 pounds a month. I said to him, Listen, I'm doing quite well here. I don't have the time right now. Because I've just lost six months of trying to do this thing. I need you to find me a factory in China. And I promise I will let you handle everything. Mm. And I will give you good commission. Um, I said to him, look, I sent him videos and pictures of the, the warehouse where I'm at here. And, you know, he did his grafting. Um, he managed to find me a factory that are willing to sell. Because the, the other thing is these, these companies have exclusive rights in the UK that you can't just go. And even mm -hmm. if you find a factory, you can't even just go and buy that stuff. So what I had to do is I had to get my own design made from scratch, um, my own mold, engineered, everything wow. sent to the factory. And then you've got to order, like, a full container as well. And I was just like, is it worth it? But like I says, for me, I was just like, I don't want to live five years thinking, what if I did it? Mm. And I thought, you know what? I want to set this up. Get your own warehouse there. Find a place you can store the stuff. I'll sort you the commission. Let's make the lights. Let's make the RAM. Let's make the hard drives. 
um, and just start shipping them to me. And, and alhamdulillah, the first shipment's coming in in two weeks. Inshallah, man. Hope that goes well for you, man. Yeah. So, so um, I, I want to, I think um, if we if we kind of uh, look at this now for the next like, 20, 20 minutes or so, um, just to kind of uh, wrap, not wrap things up, but just to kind of um, put a, a, a full stop on it for uh, for for this uh, discussion. Because honestly, bro, there, there's so many things that we could probably speak about. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, time is, is very limited. Um, we were speaking about, uh, you know, I think on your Instagram post as well that you put up that, um, you know, a lot of people always ask you about, you know, can you make money online and, and all this type of stuff. And, and quite clearly, you know, you can make money online. You know, yeah. people can make money online. And we were having this discussion the other day um, uh, about, you know, people who, who sell these courses and people who buy these courses and people who try to go online. What What's your, you know, what's your take on the online scene? What's your take on online entrepreneurship in general? And what advice do you have for people who do want to create a business uh, for themselves um, online? Well, personally, when I've looked at these courses, a lot of them are kind of, they don't give you the secret. Do you know what I mean? They just tell you the basics of business, you know, mm. buy a product, think yeah, Amazon, show you this. And you're buying these courses and they're saying, look, work from home, use our stock signals and our flares and, you know, you're going to make hundreds of thousands. Um and a lot of them seem like they're blowing it up out of proportion, I think. You know, they're just trying to... Why are they doing... I'll give you an example. Videoing a course and writing a course takes a lot of time. Yeah. The time it takes them to do that, why are they not making half a million pounds? Like, why are they yeah, even yeah. thinking about making a course? Um, obviously, writing a book and stuff like that is different. But if you look into these guys... That a lot of people that do the courses, they're not making big money. You know, they might be making a bit of money, but they're the ones that think, you know what, I'm doing okay. And how about we just start selling this online course, ten pound a month, and they make more money from the courses than they do from their actual income. And that's fair enough, you know, that's something they decided to go down. But personally, I think people watch the courses, pay for the courses, learn about people's businesses. End of the day, it's good to have someone show you. Something. So if I was to do a course now, I'd maybe do a course and show somebody, if I was doing it for free, what eBay is, how mm -hmm. to find and source an item. And that's good stuff that will save you hundreds of hours of research. Mm -hmm. So but they're not going to give you the link to their supplier. Mm. They're, not, they're not giving you the actual info you need to do it. They're just kind of helping you understand maybe eBay's um, software of selling, maybe fees, because a lot of people think, you know what? I just found this item from China for five pounds. I can sell it on eBay, but what about the fees from PayPal, the fees mm -hmm. from eBay, the VAT, uh, if you become that registered, for example. So my personal opinion is watch the courses, but don't just follow the course. Like if somebody says, right, you need to do this, you need to do this, just don't do that. Take the knowledge in and apply it to your game. Do you know what I mean? So... Mm -hmm all the courses and then you need to make the decision of how you're going to get there so you're going to say right Aleem did his money by doing this style Riz made his money by doing this style I'm taking Aleem's and Riz's together and doing what none of them did and going down the middle do you know yeah. what I mean um, so personally take the course do the course but don't just fully believe in the course itself just take it more as a learning curve and a bit of knowledge 
but know that you're not gonna make a hundred grand that week. Yeah, you know. I, I, I think I think um, I think something else that you know I've seen in in some of these courses that that I've watched as well is is a lot of the time they will uh, put a lot of effort into the marketing of the course to get you in, and they make the courses so long that you know yeah, by the time you've passed that thirty day refund yeah, period. Yeah you realize that actually this is rubbish you know this is this yeah. isn't actually telling me what i need okay. to know you know no. what i mean so you know it's 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 it is a really really tricky thing to do um but like you said most of these people what they're really good for is just showing you the model rather yeah. than you know how to perfect it you know what yeah. i mean so it's probably best you 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 save your, your 3 4 grand and you know, go onto YouTube like you did, or Google exactly. like you know what I mean. Or why why are you going to spend four grand having someone show you how to do it? Spend the four grand and start uh, the business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, I mean like use that four grand to actually to, to, start. To invest, yeah, 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 to invest yeah. and you learn that way. You know what I mean? You're learning through through the trial. Learn uh, for your mistakes. At least you know it, it's going to get you there. And 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 for me, the thing is, like I said, they don't show you A to B like what you need to know. And um, no one's going to say, right, listen, guys, give us five grand. I'm going to tell you my supplier. I'm going to tell you where to sell on. Yeah. That's it. They don't. They just say, listen, you've got to go find somebody that's going to um, do that for you. And that's why I was talking to you about giving people that are watching this an opportunity mm. that um, maybe could make them a lot of money. Uh, maybe they try it and they realize, you know, it's not for me. Um, and yeah. hopefully people are into it. Yeah, so so just to to get onto that point then. So uh, when we were speaking, um, you know, I said to you, "Yo, Aleem, bro, like you made like 150 bags in like, you know, the first few days of quarantine." You're like, "Bro, that's that's nothing." You know, that's that's like one part of this computer business. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you've got your own uh, manufacturing, uh, you know, your, your own factory that you've set up now in China. So, um, what what's what is your main core business? And then following that, obviously, you mentioned uh, that there's possibly an opportunity for people who are watching this, um, regardless of age. It doesn't matter what age they are. It doesn't matter what sex they are. It doesn't matter about anything, really. It just matters about whether a person actually wants to make some money or not. So I think it'd be good if you kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what that core business is of yours and then um, follow that up with kind of how people um, can uh, can make some money this uh, this lockdown so the core business that we do at the moment is exporting computers. So we buy, I buy, for example, let's say from big recycling companies, mm -hmm. sell it abroad. Um, I started to take the good stuff out of that and set up the eBay on the side. And now the eBay is kind of when, when it was like this before that export was up here and eBay was down here, it's kind of gone like, you know, even it's taken over it, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and it just shows how much online direct-to-consumer can actually do. Now, the thing that I don't actually do right now is I don't sell trade. So all of my gaming stuff is literally buy from me. Only way you can buy it is eBay. Mm. A lot of people are buying the stuff from eBay and then reselling it on um, or buying trade items from us. So the opportunity that I was going to say to you is let's say somebody's watching this and they don't have any ideas. They, they have a decent job. But they think, you know what, why can't I do something on the side and maybe try selling computers on eBay, Gumtree, Amazon, Instagram. And I was going to say, look, the main thing for people setting up a business is having the money to do it. Um, and that's what they don't want to spend. So I was willing to offer people a chance that 
forget the money of it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the product. You just need to find a customer. If you can get off out of your seat from home and find a customer, you're going to make money. I guarantee you're going to make money. If you can just go find one person that buys IT equipment, so go to your local computer shop once the quarantine's over, say to the guy, I'm going to beat the price you get from your supplier. I just want to know what's your hot seller. Write it on a sticky note. Send me an email. I guarantee to beat his price. You guys just put a couple pounds on and start selling to that guy. If that guy is selling 100 computers a week and you've put £2 on, you're making £200 a week for actually doing nothing. That is making money from home, Mm. not doing anything. Because that guy is going to call you. You're going to call me. I'm going to say, right, get him to transfer you the money and you transfer to me the money. And I'll post it to him next day delivery and done. Yeah, I think think that's... um... You know, to be honest, a, a very, very special opportunity and a special offer that um, uh, people can can take advantage of. Uh, I was reading today that unemployment's going to almost triple um, in the next few, uh, well, in the next 12 months at least. Um, and uh, yeah, I think an opportunity like this to um, actually make money. This is making money from nothing. This is making money from your time. Nothing. You know what nothing. I mean? You're, you're picking no up risk. the phone. There's zero risk involved. If you want, if anybody wants to right now, they can literally go on Instagram, mm-hmm. make a random name, put some pictures up, and if it starts sending it out to people, when it sells, I guarantee you to give you the price that the distributors can't even give you when you buy £100,000 worth of the stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll get it for cheap, and obviously down the line, if you obviously start selling and doing well, we can obviously negotiate how we can do it properly but to get in the game to show yeah. you that you could actually do it i'm willing to say you know what um i'm giving you the price as if you were buying a hundred of these um so it's not the case that you know let's say i give you this price and then you come ne- a few months down the line say listen i want a hundred of these now it's going to be the same price because yeah. you know what i mean I'm yeah, giving yeah, yeah. You- <laughs> but seriously if somebody's at home and they think you know what i like computers or mm. I want to do a business from home. I'm unemployed or I'm employed. The only thing you need to do is find the customer. Let it be Instagram, Facebook Marketplace, Gumtree, mm-hmm. um, all your local friends. Where do your friends buy computers? Right now, they'll buy it from somebody that will buy from someone, someone that we sold a lot to, for right. example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why can't you be the guy that everybody goes for computers? Um, obviously you need to do the research and learn because I won't have the time to say, right, somebody says, I want to play GTA on a computer. You know, it's not for me to say, right, this computer plays GTA. You guys need to put searching and stuff and learn about the market, Mm -hmm. but I guarantee you to give you the product at a low price with no risks, just so you can have some faith in yourself that you can do something. So it's, it's, it's almost a bit like drop shipping, um, computers. In essence, where you are the supplier, the supplier's here in the UK, uh, and it's going to be cheaper than uh, what other suppliers will be able to to get because they're probably getting it from you anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so it makes complete sense. And uh, and yeah, so literally all they need to do is speak to people who sell computers, um, find out what their their best sellers are, or find out what products that you know they that they're in the market for, get specifications of all of those things, and then uh, just shoot across to you, and you'll exactly. give them price. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then hopefully they can make that price meet in the middle 
Mm. And that's it. And what they need to bear in mind is, which I'll help them out with, when you go to somebody and say, what are you paying? He's going to say a completely different price. <laughs> when it comes to me, I'll be able to tell you, listen, like, you know, he's probably paying about 75 pounds and I'm going to give it you for about 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. If the guy's really busy and doing well, it's tighter margins because he's buying more stock. That's how wholesale works. When you sell to consumer, you make that 20, 30 pounds. When you sell wholesale, you need to make less margin. Yeah. Numbers. Scale. Yeah, yeah. So it's not about being greedy and making 20 quid because he might say no and you've lost your opportunity with him forever. But mm-hmm. if you can score one guy who has a full business selling this stuff, you could literally sit from home and do nothing for the next year apart from making folk answering his call and calling me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I just wanted to to, to make a, a quick disclaimer, actually, because um, earlier I said that that you know you, you've made this much money through through lockdown. I just wanna just wanna make it clear. Obviously, we we're speaking about computers. Uh, you know, Liam didn't uh, sell face masks and all that type of stuff. Um, you know, and, and make crazy amount of uh, money for for no reason. It was actually because you're in you're working with computers. Um, it's because everyone started to work from home that everyone was buying monitors and keyboards and all that type of stuff, right? Yeah, well, well, the thing is, the average we do all year without corona is about half a million mm-hmm. a month. But when it hit um, that um, corona side, everybody started working from home. So when someone would get a birthday present as a bike, they're getting a computer instead, mm-hmm. you know, a gaming computer. Or let's say an office has sent 60 people home, they need 60 monitors at home. And that's what's caused it to go from like half a million a month to like a quarter of a million a week. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's gone more than that. But this is for people that don't need to think, right, it's only during this COVID time. Yeah, it's yeah. Like all year round. And you can make... Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I was just going to say, sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say that I think I think that what coronavirus has done is it's completely changed society now. And I think yeah. more, you know, the, the whole culture of working is going to be that everyone will have, you know, an office up in their, in their house anyway now. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, just so it's ready, basically. And that's the thing. So you can work from home. But look, you're working from home. You're putting the work in. Um, and just just a, a quick message to anyone who is like, you know, the main thing of doing this podcast was for somebody who's not got the money right now, who has an ambition, a dream that, you know what, I want to be this. I want to be the biggest car company. I want to be the biggest this. You just need to do it. Mm. Don't listen to your friends or your family or you believe in yourself that you have honestly got a good idea and you want to try it, then you try it. And the only thing you're going to lose is a bit of time and money, which you've got plenty of to get in the future, you know, cut down on your normal expenditure. If you're spending 200 pounds a month going out to eat, stop that 200 pounds and put that into your business. Mm. And, you know, inshallah, hopefully it will take off. But if you live the rest of your life, thinking, why didn't I do that when I was 25 years old? You're going to remain there. And then those small percent of people that actually believe in themselves will make it. And it's literally, it's just one of them. 100%, man, 100%. And and just to kind of um, end things, just to put things into perspective, I forgot to ask you, um, your car company, how many cars do you have at the moment? And, and what type of cars do you? Five cars now. We only do um, Rolls Royces at the moment because I went out of the self-drive hire market yeah, yeah. Um, I went into the Rolls Royce higher market um, and it's only chauffeur driven. But the reason I did that transition again was the self-drive hire takes a lot of time. 
takes a lot of headache, a lot of stress. Um, but the sofa side of the business is quite nice, to be fair, and that's why I set that up. You'll mm-hmm. find that, let's say you started your clothing line now, mm-hmm. you're doing well. In one year's time, you might get an opportunity to do something else. And if you're being an entrepreneur, you just need to take that opportunity and say, you know what? I'm moving into this. Don't fall in love with where you're at. If mm-hmm. it's a level, just you know, change up, try something yeah. else, just keep going. No, I, I, th- I thought it was funny that you were justifying uh, why you've only got five Rolls Royces. <laughs> you know what I mean? At 26, got five Rolls Royces, mashallah. And uh, yeah, I think um, that that's uh, an amazing achievement for for most people to to end it there. But like you said, you know, that's not where you ended. You you constantly evolved that business from one business model to the next business model. Yeah. And not only did you do that, but then you also ran a completely separate business model, um, which has now taken over completely in terms of your yeah. you know your financial kind of income that's coming in. Um, and uh, and yeah, to be honest, Aleem, I think um, this has been extremely extremely inspirational for a lot of people some of the things that you've said has really cut through a lot of the kind of the bullshit that a lot of people talk online um and also i think you know as a muslim you've given a very positive message that you know trust allah you know have that have that trust in allah you know he's put these ideas into your head or at least these ideas are in your head and they're good ideas for a particular reason you know what i mean and you've got to trust yourself You've got to back yourself and you've got to, you know, invest in your business. And if you do that, if you do that consistently and you're learning, you're going to make it. And you know what we'll do just before we leave it off? If any, if there's something that we haven't, let's say someone's watched this and they feel like, well, you've not got given me this or told me that, then drop a comment. Um, me and you will look over it and I will try to reply to everyone. Literally, you just, you just say to us, right, I've got this business. I'm scared of this. I want to do this, even if it's a DM to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll try answer as many of them as I can, yeah. just to kind of give you a direct consumer advice for what you should be doing. Um, and I think that'll be good for people. Absolutely. So everybody who is watching this right now, um, I want you guys to uh, leave a comment if you've got any questions related to business. Uh, you know, leave that. What what we can do is we can set up like an Instagram live or a YouTube live yeah, exactly. or or something exactly. like that. Um, we, we we can set something out to to get that answered. Just drop the um, comments in, and we'll answer them all. Hundred percent. And then in terms of um, getting in contact with you for uh, the the kind of the wholesale side of things, um, what uh, I would ask is if everyone goes to the No Risk No Risk website. Uh, leave your email address in there and I'll make a note of anyone who um, signs up and registers from the 18th onwards. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll pass them across to you, Aleem, and then uh, you guys can can have a conversation about um, about that. But, you know, again, anyone who's listening to this, if you're, you know, in furlough right now or if you're working and you've realized that, you know, I don't really want to keep working for someone else anymore. I want to do something for myself. And you're just a bit unsure as to what to do. Um, you know, Aleem's very generously given uh, a huge opportunity for you to to pretty much make whatever amount of money you want to make. You know what I mean? Like however hard you want to work at this, the opportunity is there for you. Uh, you know, your supplier is not in China. Your supplier is, you know, you're, you're probably watching him right now. And, uh, and and he's very easy to get a hold of. So anybody who's interested in that, in making some money, um, drop your email address into the uh, pop-up that comes up onto the website. Um, details will be in the link below. 
Um, but I'll also um, obviously uh, tag uh, Aleem's details in the description as well. Make sure you all go follow him. Uh, very, very inspirational um, Instagram uh, from your story to your pictures, etc. So, um, yeah, Aleem, man, thanks so much for your time, bro. I know uh, ju- just to give some context, because uh, you, you kind of dropped it in the middle without without being too too uh, obvious about it. But um, for everyone who's watching, Aleem did a, I think it was 70k bike ride last night. Was yeah, it? Yeah. You did a seventy k, seventy kilometer. I think it was two and a half hours. You did or something like that, right? Yeah, seventy yeah, k yeah. bike ride, and then you were up till four sorting out your Chinese suppliers. So, um, you know, for everyone who thinks, months. for everyone who thinks that you know, um, you can work passively and you don't need to put in work and whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, this is more than a full time gig. This is literally your entire life, and um, you know, I think um seeing someone like yourself who at such a young age, martial art 26 and, and you've accrued such uh, financial independence uh, is very, very um, inspirational and it's very um, motivational as well. Uh, yeah. You know, once you have these numbers and you've seen that someone else can do it, it's very easy for you to then stretch your mind and yeah, figure yeah. out how I can do it as and, well. And the main thing, even for this, rather than people just watching this and like I says, even if they're not interested in the computer thing, but they have, like I yeah. says, leave a comment, whatever you want to know even if it's direct as i want to sell the masks where can i get it from and i will honestly not tell you exactly what to do but i'll explain to you listen all you need to do is try this try this and i'll you know the main thing is if we can get five or ten people out of this actually starting a business um and this wasn't enough to kind of motivate them then drop a comment on exactly what you're lacking um and even if you have a current business that you want to take it to new heights and you've looked into Google advertising, but you're scared of it, drop a comment. I'll explain exactly how click per rates work, conversions work, and, and everything you need to know. Smash the Aliyam. Thanks so much for your time, man. Um, everyone who's watching, highly recommend that you, you reach out to this guy and you pick his brain. Um, there's a lot that you can learn from him. So once again, Aliyam, thanks so much for your time, no bro. No, no, pleasure, bro. And uh, we definitely need to link up soon. We were probably going to link up at the uh, the the boxing yeah, again, yeah. but um, the lockdown uh, messed that messed that up. But um, inshallah, inshallah, hopefully, soon. yeah, definitely. definitely, man. Inshallah, hopefully, this summer, once everything's uh, sorted out, we can uh, we can sort something out, man. So thanks so much for your time, bro. And no uh, you know, speak to you soon, man. Take care. Take care. See you in a bit, bro.